After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals 24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from Bayer. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Okay, in this show, we'll uh, talk to you about uh, a little behind the scenes on Jay Leno's garage and the race at uh, Fontana. Give you an update on the uh, tale of two tails. That's yeah. a different drummer car in the 911. Talk a little about some of the EU regulations on uh, horsepower per liter displacement. And a uh, little Raptor talk, Ranger, Thunder, European market, talk into that. First, uh, Geico with Matt. Yeah, you know, we're apart these days, but we're sharing more. And Geico, we just like to say thanks for doing that. Thanks for sharing all of your dance moves, your DIY haircut fails, your pair, your pet haircut fails. I've seen those pop up a lot. And now it's Geico's turn to share with the Geico Giveback. It's a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. And because Geico is committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full-term policy. You just go to geico.com slash giveback for info. That's geico.com slash giveback. This weekend, the Adam Carolla Show is hitting the road and putting on a few live shows at the Houston Improv with special guests. And all proceeds benefit the Houston Food Bank. If you want to watch this awesome event from home, visit our partners live by live at livexlive.com. The fun starts at 3 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, May 23rd. So be there and be ready to get it on. The Adam Carolla Show live in Houston, presented by Live by Live. Get more details at adamcarolla.com. We've got our own smart speaker, daily flash briefing sponsored by NetSuite, by Oracle, on your Amazon and Google devices, easy to find on your Google Home device. Just say, hey, Google, play the Adam Carolla Show daily brief. For your Amazon Alexa devices, just go to skills and games in the menu and add the Adam Carolla Show daily brief. Then just say, hey, Alexa, play the Adam Carolla Show daily brief. Once you've set up, you can get your daily clips from the show Brought to you by our great partner, NetSuite. Right, Dawson? There's a ton of uncertainty right now. NetSuite reduces it by giving you visibility and control. NetSuite by Oracle gives you a full picture of your business in real time. Get your free guide right now at netsuite.com slash Adam. That's netsuite.com slash Adam. Get it on. Got to get on. It's George McGinnis to get on. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for sharing. This is our lovely car show, CarCast. Matt Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndre over Hello. there. Hello. Good to see you. What's going on, man? Lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, we were, let's see, we're just over at the other shop. We're looking at the wings. We're uh, working on the back. Two wings, two vintage cars. You guys know about that. Um, <clears throat> I was on Jay Leno's Garage, the uh, premiere episode. Yeah. 
Uh, I haven't seen it yet because we taped this the day the show is airing, but I look forward to it. Um, it's an in- it, was, it was an interesting day. Um, I forgot about it initially, and then I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, I remembered that. Do we have um, a 60-second clip of that? Yeah. I have not seen the uh, trailer of it. Um, the car hauled pretty I'm good ass. Team Uncommon Friends, whose longtime rival, Flying Hawaiians, brought uh, my yeah. longtime rival, Adam Carew. 240Zs. That's right. Well, this is interesting. I'm in a car I've never been in before. I'm actually in a real race on a racetrack I've never been in before. Let's see what happens. Okay, here we go. Up on the wall. Let's do it. Yeah, they said stay this flat. This is the last track. All the way around that track. I'm up first for Uncommon Friends, and Adam is leading the way with a flying Hawaiian. All right, I got Jay behind me. Hopefully he's going to stay there. Yeah, short short clip. So you kind of have to set it up a little bit. Uh, you know. I, well, the, the, the comedy was, first I got the email that said, come on down to Fontana. I want you and Jay to do a champ car race. Yeah. And then I was like, champ car? We've talked about this. Yeah, champ. Yeah. Champ car? Weren't those indie cars? Yeah. That like a, some sort of competition for indie or. And you were like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I was like, that's that's an open wheel yeah. indie car at Fontana. <laughs> that's a two hundred mile an hour car. That seems weird for me just to come down <laughs> and do it. And then I then somebody says, oh no no, Champ car bought Chump car. Chump car bought Champ car. And they were yeah, talking about some, something. Talking about Chump cars. And I'm like, Chump cars? And now I'm picturing a Miata with like uh, pulling a, a dinghy, you know, behind yeah, yeah, it yeah. With, a, with a captain's hat on. Yeah, and, shaped like the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a Miata bunch of, Titanic. Bunch of plywood in front of it, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a goofball race. Yeah. It's, like, it's a Chump car goofy race. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, we just went from... 200 miles an hour to 40 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then I get there, and it's a purpose-built racing 240Z that is probably good for 140 miles an hour on the on the bank, and it's a real car. And, yeah. and it's like, and I'm saying to the guy, how does this work? Like, when I get up into fifth gear, and I'm on the straight, and I hit the bank... What, what do I do? Do I feather it? Do I whatever? And he's like, you just stay flat. So you just stay flat in a pretty well-built racing Z car, and you go, you got a long straight. You, you get it up into fifth gear, and you just stay flat all the way around the, the bank. And, you know, now you're probably doing 135, 140, or, or something like that yeah. in that car, which, you know, 14, 14 by 6 or 14 by 7 inch rims, you know, and drums in the rear. It, it feels like you're moving pretty good in that, yeah. that car. That's not, you know, it's not a modern. When you get in a modern name car and you just seal it up, put the windows up, you think about just the seal yeah. on a modern car. It, Those cars, it's like Lexan flapping windows. Of course, gone. the noise, the vibration. If you went out in your SUV, you were, you'd probably do 135 around that oval and wouldn't even think about it. Right. Because you don't know what's going on with, with the vehicle. It would just be doing it. I, I, I talked about uh, years ago, I was on the Irwindale Oval. Right. And uh, I was doing this, uh, the, running the, the stock cars up there. And then at the end of the day, uh, everyone was leaving and I had. A BMW Alpina B7. 
a new seven series mm-hmm. with all the horsepower. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Hey, I, I, you know, lights are still on. Everyone's gone. Can I do a couple laps? A lot guys like, I'm going home, do whatever you want. So I just took it out there and we were out there in the racing cars all day, and you're like the noise and the squeal and the air and everything's vibrating, and you're in the chair that in the seat that barely you can't turn your head right. right. Like, and then we're running with the Sirius XM on and the air on, and we're doing 140 miles an hour in right. the BMW. It's 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 different animal in that type of car. Everything yeah, that you well, sensation, sense, sound, you know, it all plays in strong. Like they don't even work. You got to think the scent, like you, you smell a little bit of the clutch and the brake lining yeah, yeah. and the engine oil. And, and Leno. And Leno. Uh, <laughs> it smells like meatballs. So we were just uh, kind of <laughs> going at it. But uh, Jay was going at it, yeah. man. I he's mean, having a good time. It's always fun doing stuff with Jay. Jay was there to in it to win it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, again, there's a, there's a, a thing and... It's funny, Jay. This is Fontana, by the way, Auto Club Speedway. I don't yeah. know if we said yeah, that. Yeah, probably said Fontana, <laughs> maybe, but Auto Club Speedway. The, the thing about Jay, Jay had the same thing Newman had, which is, and, and a lot of guys have, which is that, that speedway, you go down the front straightaway, you go all the way down the front straightaway, just about all of it. The, the, the infield track lets you out right at the bottom of the turn on the on the left and you go all the way down the straightaway you go all the way around the bank you you come out of the bank uh onto the next straightaway and by that time you've been flat out in top gear for a while a, a long while like maybe you get it maybe you pop it into fifth gear under the s- start finish line on the front straight, and then you're just flat, 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 flat. You come out, uh, or you come off the bank, you're yeah. flat. And at this point, you're moving pretty good, but there's some like cones ahead, you know. And, yeah. and there's not, uh, there's no bank, and there's no hay bales or anything. There's just like some cones ahead, and that's your time to swing it on out to the right, break, like downshift, like settle the car. And then drop into this sharp left-hander that is a second-gear type 35, 40-mile-an-hour turn, yeah, yeah. you know? And so what happens— Big transition. Yeah. What, what ends up happening is, is when everyone else starts to downshift and set up and drift off to the right to set up for this left-hand turn followed by a quick right-hand turn, guys like Leno slide down and stay flat. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's going by everybody. And it's like, yep, for now. It'll work for now. But then you'll see him just fly right out of the back of that first turn. Yeah. Like just start puff of smoke coming out of one tire, car fishtailing a little. They're just like sideways and going out. And then they get all out of shape around that. And then everyone who's set up then goes past them as they're yeah. getting out of shape. That's kind of yeah. how and racing it, works. And it does Throw some stuff up on the track. Makes it a little messy. But, you know, you only got to do that move once. <laughs> yeah. So Everybody gets one shot. Everyone will get past at that point. Uh, Jay had a, a little more tire and a little more horsepower. And, uh, well, you've – we're not – no spoiler alerts. It's already it's already aired. Ended up uh, breaking a half shaft. Didn't he break a half shaft? I think he, I think he did. Yeah. yeah. 
in the in the rear from the diff. Yeah, because that's what a little more a little more horsepower <laughs> and a little more tire yeah. and a and a little more lock it up. It's a lot more stress. A lot more stress. <laughs> it all adds up. Um, uh, but he had a good time out there. Um, it was fun. It was fun to see the cars. Uh, did we talk to uh, John Morton? Was out there as well, right? Offering a little bit of advice. I think uh, uh, he was racing in in the proper race. You guys were entered in the race also for the TV show, so it was more of your own head to head competition. But there was a race going on. There was other cars out there. The proper race was like a seven hour race or something. That's right. Yeah, it was an endurance race. Yeah, and John Morton, who's nobody knows how to drive a two forty Z better than John Morton. He was there driving for Leno's team, which wasn't really Leno's team. It was just a team that Leno got to jump into. Yeah, and but he was sort of doing it, doing the proper race. Um, I, you know, my feeling is is uh, after ten or fifteen laps, it's like I'm sort of like, yeah, I've done this. Like I, I don't. It doesn't feel that notion of being in the car for two and a half hours just feels weird to me. It's like I, you do it, you race like that for a half hour, forty yeah. minutes, and you're like, all right. It's weird coming from a guy who loves a road trip. I, I know. Well, I, I like a beer between my legs. And I like to control the stereo. Yeah, that's, that's true. So uh, that's that's what happened with that race. And, of course, Morton uh, famously, as I probably mentioned before, when we're standing in the garage and they're trying to fix the half shaft, he did pull me aside. He didn't pull me aside. We were both just sort of standing next to everyone talking, and he told me he was – heading out to Daytona, and he was bringing that BRE 240Z. And uh, he said, that car's too nice, like too expensive. Like it, it really shouldn't be in that race. Yeah. And then he ended up rolling that car yeah. in that race or flipping it or whatever. Yeah. So it was a little prophetic. Like he he had an ominous feeling about that car yeah, he did. and that, that race. Yeah, that was uh, Randy Jaffe's car. <clears throat> and we like Randy a lot. He's the nicest guy, and his car is gorgeous. I'm sure he's fixing it. I'm sure he's fixing it too. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Be interesting to know the car wasn't the actual tub of the 240Z because mm-hmm. that got destroyed. But he had a lot of the original parts on it to to build the the tribute car, and then a lot of event miles on that chassis. But then he rolled it, and I don't know if you get a new tub and chassis carcass and put all the original parts on that, or you fix what you got. Yeah, I don't know. We should check in with Randy. Hopefully we see him in in Monterey at the non-Rolex Historics. Uh, Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, We got an email about it, uh, I don't know, it was last week or something, and they said... They said, hey, we're working with the county officials and the, the health g- guy in the county, and we still want to do the race. We're planning on doing it. Uh, there won't be any sponsors. It won't be the Rolex Historics. It'll just be something else, the mm-hmm. Historics. And, uh, you know, Rolex will come in next time. We understand that portion. Of it. We talked about it. The business side of it, none of the companies in good conscience can endorse an event. So, But they still want to do the event, and uh, – There'd be some rules in place, and and that's last we heard. They said there was going to be some decisions made in a couple of days, and uh, hopefully, it's still moving forward. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. California is the biggest puss state <laughs> there is. Like, who's a bigger? Well, 
you know, New York is a puss state, but they have a reason to be that way. Who's who's locked down more than California? Who's who's it? Who's less necessary in lockdown? Yeah, I. I, I uh, and then why? Is, when did California turn into the pussy state? Like when? When did that happen? I've been here my whole life. It, Remember, everyone, Carol Shelby came to California <laughs> from Texas so he could do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Does anyone understand the symbolism of that? Now, everyone is moving from California to Texas so they can do what they want to do. Yeah. Perhaps we should take a look at some of the policies they're yeah. getting people to do that. Elon Musk got driven out of Texas and Tesla got driven or driven out of California yes. by the rules and the politicians and – uh He's ready to open up shop in Texas. Is he moving forward with that? Yeah, it sounds like he is. Well, he already sent his people out. They scouted a couple locations, and the cities or whatever got word and said, We're, we welcome you with open arms. Let's sit down. Let's have a meeting. Let's do this. <laughs> it's so <laughs> they took weird. They capitalized on an opportunity that California screwed up. Yeah, well, that's how they, that's how they roll. You have that uh, Christmas pic. Uh, I think Willie tweeted out a picture of him and Shelby and Gurney and is it Phil Hill? Phil Hill. Uh, all together way back in the day. Looks like, I don't know if that's at uh, Shelby's place. I think it's, a, it must be at or Phil Hill's or Gurney's place. Oh, uh, I, isn't that the Gurney picture up on the wall with the head down it a little? It kind of yeah. looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a great picture of... Uh, Four, uh, four great racers. Uh, Phil Hill. Phil Hill's not with us anymore. I do not believe we can look up. Uh, Gurney uh, passed recently, obviously, and uh, so did uh, obviously Shelby. So um, Phil passed in uh, two thousand eight. Yeah. So uh, I like I like I like the appearance of like the shops and the houses of of the old guys that have done a bunch of stuff like in their life. Right. And now they just got pictures up and down the mm-hmm. wall, just, just a wall of life experiences. You walk into some of these old, these guys shops have been racing forever or, or in their office. You're talking or, about here, right? I'm just talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about out front in the lobby. It's just, just a lifetime of stuff that they've done. It's yeah. always intriguing to me. You know, and you know you want to just stand there for like two hours with a guy in a cocktail and go walk me through some of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's these, great storytelling, and to get it from the guy who did it. Three major legends in that picture have uh, passed: uh, Phil Hill, Gurney, Shelby. But that's an interesting shot. Anyway, think uh, thanks to Willie for uh, posting that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Willie's the best. We're moving. You know, we're moving toward a Gurney dock. Uh, as well, so we're kind of trying to get get that in motion. Yeah, I I think we're fortunate enough to have some of the last video footage of Gurney. He interviewed with us. Now he wasn't really talking too much about himself, but I think there are some some bits in there which are are super valuable to a Gurney doc. I went to a shop. Um, I went and sat down with him, did one of his last interviews. I think I was interviewing him for the 24-hour war, but mm, could have been for Newman. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. 
it was it wasn't for uppity um it may have been for the 24-hour war but i sat down with him for a while i i can't remember if it was an hour or 90 minutes or something but it, it wasn't 20 minutes I, i'm pretty sure we sat for a while and i did have him tell me all about his experience at Le Mans, that kind of stuff. I didn't do a lot of where'd you grow up, but I may have done, I may have gotten yeah. some of that in there. We should take a look at that, uh, our footage. And, uh, it was, it was probably a year and a half before he passed or, or some, some, some version of that, but it was one of his last sort of long yeah. sit downs and we, Nate shot it and we have it. So yeah. that's, that's If you nice. called over to Nate and asked him for it, what footage do you think he'll actually send? <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him about that. Like, oh, we've got it without audio. Is that what you want? The non-audio? <laughs> yes. I talked to him <laughs> about it. And, it, and uh, you know, after this, we should go, should go ask how long, how long was that interview? So I, I really, I remember going out to the shop. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty busy. It wasn't the kind of thing where I could just go out to his shop out there in whatever beach city and just stay there the entire afternoon. We kind of sat down yeah. and got going. Um, but he took me on a tour afterward, showed me uh, Phil Remington's work work desk, work spot, workbench at his had his welding mass that said ram on it it's like we're keeping it just as it was you know yeah that's cool walk me to the back and showed me all the cool shit he's building for tesla or spacex yeah and uh it was a nice visit i'm i'm glad i did it he was he's a he's a gentleman yeah uh jb weld let me just tell you about jb weld proud sponsor carcast epoxy adhesive brand used by both pros and diyers as well i uh i have a bounty of this at, in, in my garage. I use it for everything. It's available at uh, jbweld.com and uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Riley, Walmart, Amazon, M- Michaels, and more. All right, let's see. So new European law limits how much power an engine can produce per liter of displacement. This is, this is, a, silly, this is a silly rule that's happening. So uh, the EU wants car companies to focus more on hybrid and EV powered vehicles. So they're saying, hey, you're your super efficient three liter turbocharged hot rod engine uh, can only make a certain amount of power. And if it makes too much, you're you need a bigger engine because they're saying, oh, but the bigger engine won't be fuel efficient. So you won't be able to really make it. And then we go back to EV. But Porsche, for example, is saying, nah, we've got We've got a legacy with our sports cars, you know, the 911s specifically, which they sell a lot of and they're very profitable. So Porsche is saying, hey, in 2026, the new 911 will be a larger engine than it is now because that's the only way they'll be able to make the horsepower. And they said, expect the, the catalytic converters to do things that they're not even close to even doing now, probably three times the size. It'll be like a feat in engineering and chemical engineering happening. Three times in, the size? Yeah, of, of a current catalytic converter. Like, it's just going to have to be uh, the three, most sophisticated. Three, three times bigger? Yeah. Wow. Like, physically bigger. But, but this is, they're basically saying, hey, EU, the rules you're making us abide by are are not really forcing us to to just do hybrid power. You're trying to you're you're forcing us to make bigger engines with 
uh, that are not as efficient as what we currently are able to do. So it, it seems silly that they can't sit down with a compromise like it seems like we'd be doing going, yes, we will make a certain amount of EV cars and we will make our engines as efficient as possible. But don't give us a 450 whatever horsepower cap on a on a three liter turbocharged engine. Let us do 480. Let us do 520. What do you? What difference does it make? It's still going to be clean. Mm-hmm. And they're going, no, no, no. So somebody in politics who writes the rules doesn't understand and says, oh, if you want 500 horsepower, you need four liters. Right. And good luck trying to make that clean. And Porsche's like, well, we will. It won't be easy, but we're going to do it because that's what we've been doing for a hundred years. Right. You know. Uh, so it's kind of a weird. Yeah. You know. Thing, I, I right? always. I, I always kind of say this. When it comes to politics, um, Elon Musk or Porsche versus the EU versus Gavin Newsom and the politicians of California. Have you seen some of our politicians? Yeah. I mean, some of these, there's some chicks that look like my mom's dingbat friends. They can't, there's a lot of can't even string together a coherent sentence. You, you, if you've Maxine Waters is an insane person, you don't you don't think Elon Musk is going to outsmart her? Like yeah. these are some of the dumbest people. Oh God! I mean, we have, uh, God, what's his name? If, if you pull up some any footage, uh, Max Zapata of um, uh, Ted Lou. He's your guy. Mm-hmm. My guy's Adam Schiff. He's not dumb. He just he's just a he's just a liar. Yeah, he's, I got as a personality Lou. disorder. Ted Lou's a really dumb dude. Yeah, like when if you have you can pull up little speeches of Ted Lou talking and you'll go, "Wow, is this guy dumb?" And Elon Musk is going to beat that guy every single time. So when that yeah. guy goes, "Here are the rules." Elon is going to take his super genius brain and go, all right, let me just figure out a way around that. Yeah. And then Porsche is super smart, too. So when you, the Dumbo EU guys go, here are the rules, yeah. they'll go, all right, well, we'll figure out how to, how right. to defeat that. Unintended uh, consequences, I think they call it. So uh, it's just see. kind of a weird, kind of a, a, a weird situation to be in. Uh, and I don't know, maybe. I don't know that Porsche has made this huge investment yet, even though in the car world, six years out seems sooner than, than later. Uh, I think I think the investment is probably better spent on lobbying to get better rules than mm-hmm. it would be to try to reinvent this engine. Let's, and that's yeah. just Porsche who can afford to do it. Like, what about all the other car companies you know, that say, hell, well, our EV development is not there yet. It's super expensive, I, and we don't want to make five-liter engines. Every, and- if, six years from now, everyone's going to be driving an electric car anyway. What's, what, what are we doing? I mean, there's going to be a handful of guys who want to drive. Ford is making a Ranger Thunder for the European market, I'm reading here. It's going to be yeah. a handful of guys who want to drive. Yeah. James Brolin's going to want his truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, my kids aren't going to care. They're just going to really drive care. an electric car. As, yeah. And not only that, they've, they've only – they've been driven almost exclusively in an electric car for the last seven years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, that's, right. their, that's their world. There's going to be no transition. 
Yeah. For them. Mommy's car is electric. They're when completely you, used to it. When you're teaching Natalia to drive, are you using your car or mom's car? I'm using my car. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, she she gets the... I want her... I don't know. It, it's bigger. It's probably She's a like, little safer. Well, how come I can't hear it? How come it's making noise? What's <laughs> going on with your car? But it's it, grumbling. <laughs> yeah. Mom's car is quiet. <laughs> she drives my car. I drive... She could drive mom's car, too. I, I just... Uh, mom's car's a mess inside. Yeah. I don't like getting into the, I don't like $100,000 messes. Yeah. Like climb in. It would drive you nuts too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. So um, uh, I stay in my car. I, I, I have a question for you. This is uh, shifting gears here a little bit. Uh, we were talking about uh, the wings on the 510 and the 911S. We can get into that. But uh, the different drummer 510 what is the history on that name? Why is it called Different Drummer? What's the story on that? I don't know. I don't never, know. I never looked into it. <laughs> I never it. really knew. It's a good question, and I don't really fully know. I'm sure Jim at Racecraft knows. Yeah. I I got to tell you, the... Uh, I'm sure Les has a story. We don't know if it's <laughs> accurate it's or not. <laughs> but the, 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 the history of these cars... Um, and doing the homework and literally getting out magnifying glasses and looking at pictures yeah. and trying to figure out how they did this or can we get a good shot. You know, you just take the uh, Newman Porsche Audi, uh, Porsche Audi Newman Sebring car, a lot of sleuthing around just to figure out what that tail looked like. The tail, the dash, the switches, the mirror, right. just like all the little details that you want to make that car as period correct as possible and uh, yeah there's a you're right there's a lot of black and white photos not even a lot there's a few black and white photos at a big magnifying glass going what are those are the fuses or the switches right you know and the same with the tail on the different drummer car finally thankfully finding some pictures from uh, behind all right max about any uh footage of ted lou being dumb <laughs> oh yeah, we're scr- we're just scrubbing through this one to make sure it's it's uh, the right video. So, uh, yeah, a lot of dumb politicians, and uh, California's run by a lot of them, and the the business people, people that are commercial real estate developers, yeah, yeah, and the Elon Musk of the world, and the Toyota and Honda, Nissan, they're lots. Oh, and by the way, people who produce movies and make movies. They're a lot smarter than the politicians yeah. are. So when the politicians go, hey, here's what we're doing, the guys who produce movies, the guys who produce cars, and the guys who do who produce uh, apartment buildings, they go, okay. Yeah. And then they leave. <laughs> yeah, they leave. <laughs> and, and then the politicians go like, hey, Benedict Arnold, you're not going to hang back here and make cheap, super expensive apartments and yeah. they're over-regulated? And they go, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, because we're not... We're not really in the business of doing the right thing. We're in the yeah. business of making money. So we're going to leave. They, uh, Do we uh, have a tape of Ted oh, Lou okay, being yeah. dumb? Uh, the House Administration Committee, bipartisan, vets all the IT folks that Republican Democratic members use. So they did the vetting. And the particularly, particularly brother you mentioned that got arrested that was not my staffer. 
um, I used someone else uh, that was part of the same company. But in terms of the vetting, that was done, done by House administration, and so they would be the best uh, to answer that. Now, the staffer that I used, there was no allegation that uh, he was not arrested. He was you know, not charged with anything. But wasn't he the brother of the guy that was? Yes, that is correct. Um, and so for people that said this right. is a big scandal and the Democrats right. were in on this. Right. What, what well, so if you look at the charge of the brother, uh, he was charged with bank fraud. And that is a crime. And if he did it, he should be prosecuted. And people shouldn't be committing fraud. But that has nothing to do with national security. All right. Well, there he is. So Elon's just got to defeat that guy. Yeah. And then <laughs> he's going to Texas. <laughs> and that's the way the city works. Um, you got to know that uh, not only is, you know, big business, big business is motivated and smart. Yeah. And willing and fluid. Think about how fluid big business is changing all the time. So the government never changes. Big business is totally fluid. And as soon as you tell them they got to stop doing this, they start doing that. You know, I mean, think about Ford building bombers. Like they're building Model T's or or not, they're building like, I don't, I don't know, 1939 Ford whatever's, Zephyrs or something, and then pow, they're building bombers. Yeah. That's how they, if the yeah. government did that, it would take 50 years. They, they, they've right. been working on well, the freeway on-ramp 100 feet from now, they've yeah. been working on that on-ramp for 10 years. It's a well, pile of our dirt. Our interview with, with Jim Farley, he was saying, you know, before the government even came banging on our door and trying to force us to make stuff, we were already on it. We already shifted gears. We're making masks. We're making shields. We're making ventilators. We're making all these things. And when we brought them to the government to to allocate them to where they needed, they, they didn't have anything to do. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to bring them. So they went back to Ford, and Ford started doing it on their own. They, yeah. just, they just scrambled and just did it, and, and it was good. It was effective. Right. Well, it's how it would work. It, right. it doesn't attract. It's it's like you want a good attorney, go to Mark Garagas's law firm. If you want a bad attorney, go to the city and have them appoint you one. Well, <laughs> yeah. because the good people aren't attracted to working for the government. Yeah, that's it's going to sort it sorts itself out. Yeah, that's the it way. Does. That's the way it worked. All right. Let's see. There's also. Um, that Ford, that Ranger Thunder, yeah, for European so I, I, market. It's it's interesting because the Thunder name, of course, I have a Lightning, so that's where the Thunder came from, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and the name has been used a few times on some concept trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting because the Ranger School, it's not they were doing a Ranger Raptor. This isn't the Ranger Raptor. This is something that's a little bit different, four door, and it's got. Yeah, some styling and stuff to it, but because it's for the European market, I think it has. Uh, I think it's a diesel engine. I think the normal it will have a power bump, which is interesting because a lot of these times, a lot of times, it's just a trim package and that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think the base model, something like 150 or 170 horsepower diesel engine, and this is going to have, I think, 210 or something. But um, gobs of torque. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure. And it's meant to be uh, efficient, right? It's a you know, like you know, it's a it's a small truck. Although the small trucks these days are you know the size of my F one fifty from ninety five. The mm-hmm. Ranger's got to be as big as that. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be it'd be kind of fun to see something like that here in the U S. with an EcoBoost gas engine. You know, with mm-hmm. with you know maybe like the 
the the one out of the the two point three liter out of the Mustangs, three hundred something horsepower, three ten. Mm-hmm. You know, make kind of a sport truck mm-hmm. out of it. Not like is the Raptor's cool, the Ranger Raptor's cool, but not everybody needs all that off road whatever. Like as a cool street truck that's comfortable and utility and and has car play and has all the nice features in it and and doesn't have the loud off road tires like that. That would be a cool sport truck. I see a lot of Raptors. California must have a lot of Raptors. They, yeah, yeah, it's, they, yeah. It's weird. California is weird. You think about it because we have this sort of aforementioned kind of pussy government, but yeah. we have lots of dudes in Raptors. Lots of dudes in Raptors. So there's this whole group that probably is not down yeah. with quarantining. But anyway, uh, I see a lot and of Range Rover, especially <clears throat> the Beverly Hills. That's the <clears throat> staple car, right? Yeah, those people are a little more into the, into the lockdown than uh, <laughs> the the Raptor guys. But I see a lot of Raptor guys out. Get famously, James Brolin came here in his Raptor, and uh, it's it's I like I appreciate it to some degree, but the, on the other hand, I just couldn't imagine tooling around on the streets. In a, in, in, in a trophy truck, really. Yeah. I mean, this just tires, the size, the noise. Like. Yeah, the suspension is fantastic. On the street, it's so soft. Is it? Because it's, it's designed to really absorb high-speed off-road. So right. you imagine like that trophy truck just bouncing, bouncing, hitting the bumps, and it kind of floats over them. This, this thing just it glides over the road. It's great. You could hit a sidewalk, a child, whatever, and it's just like, you just keep going. Mm, it's so smooth. If I could run over a kid, <laughs> I'd be down with that. Yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of potholes and rough roads yeah. around here. Yeah, because I was thinking about it, like you're driving the uh, the Jag with the big 20s and the whatever, the 35 series tire, everything on the freeway, boom, boom, boom. Right. Now you just glide over. Yeah. Was, was, was Brolin's Raptor murdered out was it like all black or was it like the blue one i figured it was the blue or the black i don't see him in the red or the white no i think it was black but i don't think it was all murdered out but i i did like uh i've told you he specifically told me he got the v8 one from a couple years ago and yeah the, didn't want the v6 yeah yeah which i guess the new ones are and it sounds it sounds better Yes, yeah. Yes. And I, I drove one of those with like a Roush supercharger and exhaust. So I drove like a 600 horsepower version of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's cool. V8. That's, yeah. Yeah. The V8 version. So, the- yeah. So it looks like uh, the race is on at uh, Laguna Seca. Yeah. It looks like uh, some of the restaurants and stores and facilities are going to be. So that was open. the plan. And in, in the email, it said that uh, in June, in a couple of weeks, um, some of the restaurants and uh, and hotels were going to start to open mm-hmm. and then they felt like most of them could be fully opened by time the race happens in August now i i i imagine the county's going to go oh if your old capacity was 99 people now it's 57 people right like there's going to be some limitations and 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 things like that yeah there's some i've I've discussed some of this with August because uh, he's discussing. Nobody needs to go to a restaurant more than August. Right? Yeah. Well, we've discussed. <laughs> he's literally chomping at the bit. <laughs> going going out and trying to play uh, some comedy clubs and stuff like that. But it's it's kind of catch 22 because you're going to go out there. They're going to be at half capacity the whole time. You're not going to walk away with that much money. I mean, that's. That's right, the, and and half capacity staggered in the room. It's not like, oh, everybody come up and fill the first 10 rows and let's do a show together and make it intimate. It's not that. It's like everybody sit 
four chairs apart. I guess. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how it's going to work. And, and it's, it's true. It, it might be a little stilted in terms of doing the comedy, but you go out there. Look, you go out to Nashville, you go out to, you know, Baltimore, you go out to Pittsburgh, you know, you go, you go to these places, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Like you're going there to get paid and you're going there to see how many fannies you can put in those mm-hmm. seats because mm-hmm. that's how, that's how you get paid. And you've essentially just cut that number in half. Yeah. So the, the, the work, is the same. You get on a plane. You go. You go right. to St. Louis. You stay in a hotel. You go do two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Like it, the work is exactly the same. The money gets cut in half, unless you charge a hundred dollars a ticket, which seems yeah. There uh, might be uh, some of that, but um, so you know, if you're at the Rolling Stones or something, you can get away with, you know. Yeah, but the roll <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Char- they don't do comedy. The Rolling Stones, <laughs> but but here's kind of the deal. I, I mean, here's how it works to some degree. Yeah, I would imagine the Rolling Stone ticket is you know 500 bucks, and the Adam Carolla ticket is 40 bucks. Um, so now you're half capacity. So you're saying, hey, Rolling Stones, you got charged a thousand bucks for a ticket. And you go, okay, but a lot of people aren't going to pay a thousand bucks. They pay 500 bucks, and you can go, hey, Adam Carolla, charge 80 bucks. Uh, and then a lot of people are going to go, no, nah, he's not that funny. <laughs> he's like barely $40 funny. <laughs> I got him at like thirty-seven fifty-five funny. But uh, no. And also they might go, hey, club, why are you gouging the people that want to go? Yeah, Whatever. that's the other thing. It's just, so it'll turn into that. What, it, what, it, what they, but what they're looking at is like, is Nashville going to be two-thirds capacity by the time you do a show and and august or june or whatever it is right mm-hmm. so that's kind of the the head the mindset right you know? so you're talking with august and like how do we start to plan for this you know again that's what that's what monterey is doing with with the racing event they're saying like we think you know everything's sort of pointing in this direction we're hoping things go well and there's no sort of second wave or second wave toward the end of the year of of coronavirus stuff and can we get some events in there and let people find some mental stability or a break from all this this uh yes this second wave stuff considering everything i've just heard is kind of doom and gloom and doom and gloom and it doesn't really come to fruition i'm gonna go ahead and take the second wave talk and just kind of put it on that side of the bookshelf like i i i don't considering everything i've heard thus far has been wrong and it's all been wrong, mm-hmm. scary wrong. I'm going to say the second wave is scary wrong too. Yeah, that's right. that's what I'm doing. It sounds good. What happens <laughs> when the second wave hits even stronger than the first? But eh, eh. so funny. <laughs> As you hear this, I'm in Texas doing shows. Yeah, and it, everyone is like, "You're in Texas eating a steak." That's yeah, the part I keep hearing about eating They're, that steak. Everyone's like, "What's it going to be like getting on a plane?" And I go, "Eh." I don't know. Get on the we get on the plane. The airport's not crowded. Yeah, That's what I'm looking seems for. Easier. Seems easier. <laughs> to me it seems easier. Yeah. All right. 
JB Well DIY projects. You're getting through some of those. Want to save some money? Want to avoid uh, paying the repairman or even having the guy in your house these days? Big or small repairs, home or garage. Ordinary household glue. Well, it's ordinary. It's got the word ordinary in it. It needs to be strong. It needs to be better. And that's where JB Weld comes in. I've been using this stuff for so long, but they didn't used to make everything. They just made JB Weld. They made like metal repair. I got a box of this stuff and I go through and I end up using it all the time. I grab the I grab the super glue and I grab the two part epoxy and fixing all kinds of stuff. Rob knows it is one part epoxy that never dries. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. Like, hey, this has been wet for four days. Yeah. 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 Did you mix it right? Put put on there. It's like, yeah, it's two part. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we have a lot of extra too. Like, I it's still wet, and I got a lot of extra. Ah, <laughs> uh, JB Weldman, proudly made in the USA. Keep JB Weld in your toolbox, kitchen drawer, craft room, metal, wood, plastic, and more. Don't glue it. JB Weld it. And again, jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon. Get it wherever. It's good stuff. And uh, yeah, it's all I use. I don't know why you'd use anything else. Um, I kind of like the way epoxy smells. Yeah. It's got a weird smell. Yeah. But weird good. It's like a little toxic, but like intriguing toxic. It doesn't <laughs> have that like uh, thrust uh, engine starter carburetor yeah, smell. Yeah. Not that strong ethery or the gasoline. It's kind of mm-hmm. a little softer. Somebody should make uh, an epoxy scented candle. Mm, there the is real. gasoline scented candle. Are there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, somebody sent me one as a gift. Wow. I think it was Forza Motorsport guys. They're like, Dude, you're going to love this. It's funny. You open it up. It smells like gasoline. You're like, I don't, am I supposed to light it? I'm afraid what's going to happen oh, if I light that, it. That's all right. It's a little intimidating. So I had it there. I haven't, li- I haven't lit it yet because I don't like But it smells a, like gasoline. Yeah, it smells like gasoline. Oh, go home and light it. I'm gonna, I should light it. <laughs> all right. You want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash amcrow. A lot of stand-up sets there and podcast clips. I'm your emotional support animal. New book available now for pre-order. It's coming out on the 16th. But if you pre-order it, it just helps. Just go to Amazon and bookmark us and click through. Audiobook is uh, up there, too. You can find that at uh, Audible. As well, just go to amcroll.com. We'll keep you posted dates and events and stuff like that. What do you got, Matt, the moderator? Uh, posting all kinds of fun stuff uh, and driving some, some cars. We'll find it all up on Motorator on my uh, Instagram. So, till next time, Adam Corolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Well, we're all apart these days, but we're sharing more. That's good news. And Geico, I'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your dance moves, your DIY haircut fails, your inner lip lip sync stars. And uh, now they'd like to share a little something with you. Geico's going to give back 15%. That's 15% credit 
on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers because Geico's committed to the long haul. And we're all in it together. They understand you're not driving as much as you used to, so they're kicking some back. 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback. That's geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. 